I'm Luke Summerhays, and I love Puchaina. Hyenas have a pretty bad rap. From the Lion King to Harley Quinn, hyenas are portrayed in popular culture as cowardly, scavenging bad guys. They're probably not many people's favourite animals, but they are actually pretty cool. Despite their reputation as scavengers, hyenas kill 95% of the meat they eat. They have strong, powerful bites, and in the world of mammals they have a rare society which is not only well organised, but also led by the females. If 2020 taught us anything, it's that countries led by women, like New Zealand, seem to be doing things right. Puchaina is a cute little grey puppy. Like a real-life hyena, it resembles a dog. In reality, hyenas are actually more closely related to cats, but the name does seem to suggest that this one is really a dog. The Pokedex talks about an omnivorous diet and a strong bite, as with real hyenas. Pokemon Sapphire tells us, Puchaina is an omnivore. It will eat anything. A distinguishing feature is how large its fangs are compared to its body. This Pokemon tries to intimidate its foes by making the hair on its tail bristle out. However, it also plays into the cowardly scavenger stereotype. Pokemon Ruby tells us, At first sight, Puchaena takes a bite at anything that moves. This Pokemon chases after prey until the victim becomes exhausted. However, it may turn tail if the prey strikes back. The villainizing of hyenas is finalized with the dark typing. At level 18, Puchaina evolves into Mytaina. Mytaina is a bigger, more proud hound. In a way, it resembles a farmyard dog of some kind, though its bared fangs and two-tone coloration are quite hyena-like. Similar to how Mudkip and Wooper resemble their inspiration more in their shiny forms, shiny Puchaina and Mytaina have a golden hue not unlike a real-life spotted hyena. Some of Mytaina's Pokedex entries read very much like real hyena facts. Pokemon Ruby tells us, Mytaina gives obvious signals when it is preparing to attack. It starts to growl deeply and then flattens its body. This Pokemon will bite savagely with its sharply pointed fangs. And Pokemon Emerald says, In the wild, Mytaina live in a pack. They never defy their leader's orders. They defeat foes with perfectly coordinated teamwork. However, later Pokedex entries talk about domestication in a way which reveals the canine half of the inspiration. Pokemon Sapphire tells us, Mytaina travel and act as a pack in the wild. The memory of its life in the wild compels the Pokemon to obey only those trainers that it recognizes to possess superior skill. And Pokemon Fire Red tells us, It will always 
obey the commands of a skilled trainer. Its behavior arises from its living in packs in ancient times. It might seem like I don't have very much to say about this Pokemon. I don't have a huge emotional attachment to Puchaina and Mytaina, and I only even really started to learn about real-life hyenas when I was researching this podcast. Luckily, composer for this show, Jonathan Cromie, got in touch with plenty to say. Hello, Luke Loves Pokemon. Uh, it's Jonathan, the composer, uh, coming to talk to you about... about well, when I left my comment on Blaziken and Torchic, I said I'd talk a bit more about my experience in Gen 3. So uh, I'm going to use Puchiana and Mightyena as a, as a way to do that. Um, so Gen 3 came out in 2002, and I was 13 at the time. Uh, possibly, yeah, I think I, I think I was 13, possibly 12. Um, that was really the first Pokemon game where I felt like I was old enough to appreciate the phenomenon it was. Uh, when Gold and Silver and Red and Blue came out, I was quite young, and people talked about them in the playground, but those were people who had friends to talk about them with and trade with and stuff, and I was a lonely kid. So it was only really when I was sort of on the verge of adolescence that I really started to appreciate uh, Pokemon. Um, I mentioned last time that I played Ruby and Sapphire uh, four times in total. Uh, it remains the only time I've got both versions of, of the game myself, both Ruby and Sapphire, although I didn't get Emerald, but I bought fully into the um, Generation 3 hype. I got Fire Red later, I got uh, both uh, Pokemon Colosseum and the superb underrated, uh, now very expensive, Pokemon XD, uh, still one of my favourite GameCube games. Um, so I bought into Gen 3 in a big way, and um, as an adolescent I, uh, I thought it had the, the best uh, Pokemon out of all, all of them, um, particularly the edgy ones, which sort of brings us nicely onto Poochiena and Mightyena. Uh, very good Sieg, nice, uh, nice one Jonathan. Spoilt slightly by pronouncing it Sieg first, never mind. Um, so Puchiana and Mightyena, yeah, my first playthrough, um, I took my Mightyena all the way through to the end of the game and to beat the Elite Four. And that was despite it being a bit crap. It's a starting monster, it had a high attack, but at that time all Dark-type attacks were special, so it wasn't actually very good. But I liked it for a couple of reasons. Number one, um, edgy, de- edgy design. Uh, right? I thought Mightyena was a very sort of pretty boy or girl and a uh, very sort of impressive uh, dog, dogmon when I first got it. Uh, we'll talk more about that uh, another time. But number two was it was a dark type. And I still had sort of memories of Generation 1 and sort of Psychics and Mewtwo being horribly unbalanced because all the bugs were rubbish and ghost moves weren't actually super effective against Psychics and all the ghosts were poison type anyway. And then Generation 2 where I took it upon myself to get a Houndoom, even though it appeared super late, because it was a dark type. And <laughs> my experience from Generation Three, told, uh, Generation One, sorry, told me that psychics were bad and they should be made to feel bad. And then in Generation Three, um, after sort of spending most of Generation Two waiting for bloody Houndoom to appear, having to battle through um, the psychic type Elite Four member without a dark type in my party. Uh, you just got given this dark type out the gate, uh, like Puchiana, Spartan Arrow, brilliant. I kept the, uh, kept that mighty Anna through the, the entire game because I thought it would help me take down the uh, psychic types, and because I didn't know there would be other sort of better, more fun dark monsters. 
later on. And by the time I did, you know, I formed an attachment to my monster. Now I can't even remember what its nickname was. Um, so anyway, so that's a bit more of my Generation 3 story and um, my attachment towards uh, Puccia and Mightyena. Um, uh, enjoy the podcast. I'll see you in a few more weeks to talk about um, Wingull and Polypa. Bye. Who cares if you didn't have friends on the playground, mate? Everyone knows man's best friend is Puchaina. Music for Luclos Pokemon was composed by Jonathan Cromie. Artwork for the show is by Katie Groves. If you've enjoyed this podcast and you want to help keep it online, please consider supporting at patreon.com slash podcastiopodcastius. While you're there, why not check out the other podcasts me and my pals create? I love it when listeners get in touch. Hit me up on Twitter or Facebook at LukeLovesPKMN. I want to hear why you love these monsters, whether it's a Pokemon we've already covered or one that's coming up. Next up are Zigzagoon and Wurmple, so please let me know your thoughts on those. I love Puchaina, and remember, I love you too.